Thank you so much for joining us today on episode 52 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we are going to be talking about some key workouts to integrate into your training for different distances. Like we've said before, there is no such thing as a magic workout, but some of these workouts that we're going to talk about today are some of the classic workouts for these different distances. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. I think you've really nailed it. These are the classic workouts. There's a little bit of twists and turns to a few of them, but they're classic for a reason. This is what the elite athletes do and how to tailor it down to normal everyday runners. Right. So like we've said time and time again, there's no such thing as a magic workout. But if you are a self-coached runner, if you follow some training plans out there and maybe you're kind of curious, maybe you feel like you've come to a, like a plateau or you want to add in something to mix it up a little bit, to challenge yourself a little bit more, maybe adding one of these workouts to your routine will definitely help you. Well, oh yeah. I just said maybe and definitely in the same sentence. <laughs> It'll maybe definitely one hundred percent of the time, seventy percent time work. Yeah, yeah, definitely, or maybe I don't uh-huh. know. So anyway, okay, let's let's go. So we are going to start with some of the shorter distances and then move up. So we've got some of the key workouts for five k, ten k, half marathon, and marathon. So Kevin, let's start with the five k. Well, I mean, I think one of the ways to to look at this is these are the kind of workouts, especially if you're the type of runner who just goes out there and does basically your same standard distance most times you go out. This is this is something if you're just looking for a different thing to do, you know, because people ask me that question, hey, what can I do to get faster? And it's like, well, here's a list of 45 different things you can do to get faster. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of things. How much, how much time do you have? Yeah. Like, well... Give me just give me a workout that'll make me faster. That was sort of the mind frame I was going for where I was like, well, what workout is it? So if if you're getting into 5Ks, you're kind of a, a, a newer runner, or even if you're a veteran runner who just hasn't done a lot of speed type work, um, the, the workout that I'm, I suggest, short recovery quarter repeats. Ooh, quarter repeats. Mm-hmm. I love quarters. I used to until you made me do a crazy one. But well, anyway. Your workout was not this one. You like this workout. Yeah, this is a good one. So tell us what is a short or a quarter repeat with short recovery? All right, so it's a it's a very classic. You do four times a quarter with sixty second breaks. So if you if you have a track, it's literally just one lap at a time. Okay. If you got like a big fancy watch, it's a quarter mile at a time. Okay. So you do four of those mm-hmm. with about forty five to sixty second break in between them. Okay. And then you take a three minute break and you repeat it two more times. So you end up with twelve quarters. That's a lot of quarters. That's a lot of quarters. Okay. So you're doing three... So one set is four quarters, which is a mile. Yep. And you're doing a 60-second rest between each quarter. Yep. Then you take a longer break between sets. So you're taking a three-minute break, and then you're doing that again. That's it. Okay. Pretty easy. It's- so what what is the benefit of that workout? Um, you're, you're hitting a pace that is a little bit faster than your 5K pace. 
Oh, and, yeah, that's important. What pace are we supposed to run these quarters at? Right. So you're trying to find a pace that, that feels like a little bit faster than your 5K pace. And since you're only going for a quarter mile at a time, that first one, even those first four, that whole first set, might not seem that hard at all. Okay. You know, we, we put the cross-country kids through this one. They came through the first one. They were like 10 seconds fast. They're like, Coach, I'm flying today. And I'm like, oh, you've got 12. And I'm like, this, yeah. is, this might not end real strong for yeah. you. One and two seem very easy, but our 11 and 12 going to be feel the same. One and two should feel pretty easy because yeah. the pace is, um, it's not like a mile race pace. You're trying to find that, that subtle area between racing a 5k and racing a one mile. You're trying to hit between those two paces. Okay. So if you run a 5k at eight minute pace on average, like that's your average pace over the course of a 5k, what kind of pace would you suggest for these quarters? Like 730. 730. Yeah. Okay. Like 730 to 745 kind yep. of area. Yeah. Somewhere okay. in that, that range. Somewhere in that range. Okay. So it's just slightly faster than your 5k pace. Right. Okay. So, um, it's, it's a great workout because it teaches you that you can run fast for three miles. Cause if you did, did the math, 12 quarters gets you three miles. That's right. your 5k and you're doing it faster than 5k pace. Right. The short recovery. But you have the little breaks in between. You get the little breaks. So it lets your body, it lets your mind sort of recover. You can wrap your head around it because it's only one lap at a time. Mm -hmm. That's why I like this early in the season with our runners and with a lot of newer runners because you can wrap your head around doing one lap at a time. Yeah, this is the first workout that we had our runners do this season. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one. Um, and it's really easy to manipulate if you've done it a few times. How do you want to change it? You can... You can change the size of the sets instead of doing four by a quarter. You could do three by a quarter and do four sets. You still get the same amount. Okay. You could do three by a quarter and only do three sets and sort of slowly work your way up. You mean the, with pacing? Like w w slowly work your way up? To add more. If you do oh. three by a quarter and three sets, that gets you nine. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you do... A, a, and then the next time you do 12. The next time right. you do 12. You, okay. kinda, you can slowly ramp your way up into yeah. this workout. It's, yeah. it's a very user-friendly kind of workout. Okay. And it's really great for... Um, for working your lactate threshold level. If you go too fast, you, you hit into the red zone too quick, you get all sorts of different benefits, but it helps you kind of bring in what is that level. And you can't redline too much because you're only going one quarter at a time. Mm -hmm. So it sort of, it teaches your body what that level of pain is. And then you get that minute break where your body tries to figure out how to try and get rid of these byproducts that are building up that are causing you to not feel good. Okay. So, All right, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So that is a good beginner workout or either people that are beginner runners or beginning speed work. You know, this is the first time you've ever really tried to throw some speed work into your plan. What about some veteran 5K runners? What's a good workout for them to try? Okay, so the difference that, that I'm li listing between beginner and veteran is because the veteran, you got to key in on the pace. Like the the repeat quarters, that's a great workout for anybody. I love that one. And like you said, it's a great one when you're coming back and trying to restart um, restart your speed training off of it. You know, I did a version of that one in college that I don't even remember how many we did. It was, it was mind numbing. Mm. Um, but the veteran workout, I say it's a 400, 1200 times four. Okay. Okay. It is 400 meters at your mile race pace. And 400 meters is the same thing as a quarter mile. So 
it's it's a hard quarter, not an all out quarter, mm-hmm. but a hard quarter at your one mile race pace. And then you immediately drop into twelve hundred, which is three quarters of a mile, mm-hmm. somewhere between your five k and ten k pace. Okay. No recovery. No between recovery. Them. Okay. So you try and challenge yourself and build up all sorts of these fatiguing byproducts and and like create as much pain into your legs as you can and then say okay now I'm going to hold on for another three quarters at around my five k pace. Okay. You know you don't have to race a whole five k. You're not holding on for a full three miles. You get the recovery afterwards, but it helps your body kind of get used to dealing with the fatigue. Okay. So, what kind of recovery then do you have after that? After you've done the full mile, so four hundred plus the twelve hundred gets you foot to a full mile. Mm-hmm. However long that took you, you get that as a recovery. Okay. So it's equal recovery. Equal recovery. Okay. So if it takes you say two minutes to run the the 400 and then an additional seven. What, seven minutes to run the 12, then you're looking at a nine minute recovery. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a long recovery. It's not an easy workout at yeah. all. It is, it is a time consuming workout. And once you start getting over that, like seven ish minute range, your recovery is essentially just at full recovery. Okay. So if you've made it to at least six to seven minutes mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm bored. I just need to do my next one. Then you're, you're ready to do the next one. Right. And when you say recovery, you're talking about an easy jog, not just standing around or not just walking on this one. Yeah. I would just continuously walk. You would walk. I would walk this for one. nine minutes. I would just walk around, go get some water, and That's a really long recovery. It, it's not an easy workout. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, it depends on what kind of pacing you're hitting at this thing also is a matter of trying to adjust. Like when I do this workout, I'm I'm hitting it in between five and six. Okay. So that's a five-minute recovery. You're looking at, at a different, different range. Intensity level. Okay. So then how many of those do you do then? So you're repeating the the mile four times. Okay. So you do hard 400, moderate 1200, then you take the recovery and you do it three more times. So for a total of four times. Yes. Okay. So it's... it's Plus four, a warm-up and a cool-down. Plus a warm-up and a cool-down. Yeah. So that's a time-consuming workout, especially for a 5K workout. Yeah, it is a very time-consuming 5K workout. Yeah. It is a very worthwhile, though. And mm-hmm. it, you can see that the... The workout part of this one adds up to a full four miles. So you've, you've got the endurance to be able to push your body pretty hard for a full four miles mm-hmm. because you're racing or you're working out at at least 5k speed mm-hmm. for, for four miles rather than three. Right. So right. it's a good one. Okay. It, uh, it's very, it's a good job of mimicking the pain of racing, Mm -hmm. but instead of racing and, and having all that intensity where you're going for three straight miles, racing hard three straight miles increases your likelihood of injury. This one, because you get the break every mile, it, it slightly reduces the stress. It lowers your chance of injury, but it still gives you all the benefits. Yeah. But by 
starting with that really hard quarter, like you said, you're building up all of the gunk in your legs and fatigue in your legs, and then you have to hang on for that three quarters of a mile after that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can... The men- and you're still supposed to be pushing. I mean, you're still supposed to be hitting that at 5K, 10K pace. So yeah. that's that's not a no, you, you're recovery not, pace. Yeah, you're not sliding back to a, to a comfortable jog at that point. You are still aggressively pushing at that one. It's just not pushing. You're not racing a mile. Right. You you race a quarter. Well, you, you run a quarter at mile race pace, and then you fall back into your supposed 5K race pace. Hmm. Like you try and aim for 5K race pace, but because you just went really hard for the opening quarter, it's going to be slightly slow. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Let's, do you have anything more to say about the 5K or should we move on to the 10K? I say let's move us, move us along here. All right. So let's, what are some key workouts for beginners at the 10K level? Tempo mile repeats. All right. These. Oh, tempo mile repeats. Yeah. I actually, I'm, I'm good with these now. I, I used to hate them, but I'm, I'm okay with them now. This, depending on how you do it, could be a very simple or a very difficult workout. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, every time, I mean, all of these workouts could be simple or hard, just depending on how hard you're pushing each one and what kind of recovery you're getting. I mean, that's where it all, that's the science of it all. And, you know. And the, the art. <laughs> the, the other conditions. What? Are you doing it in a group? Are you doing right. it on a treadmill? Yeah. Is this solo in the dark in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like. This is this one's really hard if you're doing it solo in the dark in the morning. Yeah. Like that's going to be tricky. But if you've got a group, you know this one. If you pop yourself up onto a treadmill, you can almost just go brain dead and just all right, my body can do this mm-hmm. because the pace for a tempo mile is not that tricky. I don't know the last time I ran on a treadmill. I I did it just a couple days ago. No, I know because you have them at school, and sometimes you run on lunch breaks, or you have that benefit of if it's raining you can go pop in and do it on the treadmill but i honestly don't even know the last time i ran on a treadmill isn't that funny yeah i used to like solely run on treadmills when we when i first started yeah i and i hated running outside i like running on treadmills um the trick when you're running on the treadmill is you can you can lose all of the mental benefits of it. Mm. You know, if you put yourself yeah, you on, just have to keep up with the treadmill, right? Especially you put yourself on a treadmill and put headphones in, mm. you don't even know you're running at this point in time. <laughs> like, That's exactly what I used to do every time. Exactly. You're yeah. like, ah, I'll my body will do it because if you don't keep up, you're shot off the back of the treadmill. Yeah. So you're up there and you're running and you're pushing yourself, but you're trying to do anything you possibly can to not know that you're running. Yeah. So when when I hit like a hard workout on the treadmill, especially the ones at school that is simply just a blank wall in front. I try and do it with no music and actually focus and use different mental tricks to like tune into how painful this is and then try and mentally check out of how painful this is Mm -hmm. without the musical distraction. Wow. That sounds, that does not sound fun at all. Well, it's, it's part of the benefit of trying to use the treadmill. Don't just distract. You have to gain the mental benefits of mm-hmm. these workouts. All right. We got a little distracted here. So let's get back to these 10K workouts. So tempo mile repeats and what pace do, are we running those? You are running them between your 5K and 10K pace. Okay. And what is the recovery? The recovery is half of however long it took you to run your mile. Okay. So, so you run your mile in eight, your recovery is four. Okay. And what kind of recovery is that? A walking recovery, a easy jog? 
this one's walk, easy jog. You, you, on almost all these recoveries, you just want to make sure that you're still moving. Yeah. Don't sit down. Right. Don't sit down. Mm -hmm. That's a total different workout. Yeah. Cause that, there, there is benefits of sitting down too. Painful, painful benefits painful of sitting down. Benefits. Right. But not on this workout. Okay. So we're, how many of these do we do? We're doing tempo mile repeats with half recovery. You're going to start with three. Okay. And you're going to try and over over the course of time, maybe hit this workout every couple of weeks, mm -hmm. you're going to build up to five repeats. Oh, so you're doing five tempo. Oh, we're, we're up to 10K now. Okay. We're up to 10K. Yeah, so yeah. you're racing six miles. Yep. You're, you're, you do you. not have to hit six miles of workout because you are racing six miles. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, you're getting great benefits out of this one. And it's what I like to look at as, as like a tweener workout because it's slightly slower than your 5k. It's not super aggressive, but it's not pulled all the way back to like, you know, quote unquote threshold training. Mm -hmm. So you're getting all sorts of benefits from this one. I mean, your, your body's trying to figure out how to flush out the, the fatigue, your mental aspect is coming in. You're, you're trying to figure out how to process the oxygen as quick as possible so that you can keep running fast. Everything is being accessed on this guy. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So that's a good beginner 10 K workout. What about people that have done several? What about our veterans? <laughs> what I, I have dubbed a focused fartlek workout, which focused is focused fartlek, which makes no sense. Well, because, yeah, because you always talk about how fartleks are supposed to be unstructured, completely unstructured, right? This one, I say you put, you put some structure to it, which then just also makes it you know fun to say it's a focused fartlek workout, or you could just call it an interval or you could call it interval training. All right. So it's one of my say personal, again. sure. It's, <laughs> it's one of my personal favorites and I like throwing this in regardless, almost regardless of what I'm training for. You know, I put this in for 5k training. I put this in to my marathon cycle. Um, it's five minutes up tempo and two minutes down. Okay. But don't worry about how fast the five is and don't worry about how fast the two is. You're trying to see over the course of your entire up and down portion if you can hold marathon pace. Okay. So how long do you do the five twos? So like how long is that portion? So you do a warm up. You do a warm up of about a mile probably. Yep. Right. And then then you go into the speed work portion. So then you're doing five minutes up tempo, two minutes down tempo. And how long do you do that for? You know, it depends on where your mileage is at. If you're a lower mileage person, you can do four miles of this. There's great benefits. Um, I, I did this work for like the 10K, four or five miles. Mm -hmm. You can even, you can start with three because it's, it's a, it's a tricky workout to, mm -hmm. to get the pacing well. Um, in half marathon training, I do the same workout and ramp it up so that I'm trying to hold this thing over the course of like, eight miles. Okay. But you said to do this so that when you do the five two, that section of the workout averages out to about marathon pace. Right. But what if you've only run a 10 K? What if you've never run a marathon? I know we talked about that in a previous episode. So show like what, what pace do you do that? What is your marathon pace? Uh, it gets a little mathy. So every time you, <laughs> every time you double your distance, you, you can estimate that you go about 5% slower. Okay. So um, so put it into an online calculator. 
well, yeah, to try to figure it out. You could also use an online calculator. <laughs> I mean, if you if you Google, I can run this for a 10K, how fast is my marathon? Well, it would, it's McMillan that has the, the classic calculator, right? He's got one, and there's, they're there's all over the place. Of, Runner's so World has an online calculator for Race pace calculator. Yes. Just Google that and find a race pace calculator to see what your marathon pace is based on what your current 10K is, right? right? Okay. Or if you want a quick estimate, you can take your your 10K race pace and add probably uh, a minute to a minute and a half per mile. Okay. There you go. So what what is the benefit of this workout? Um, It's trying to improve your ability to recover while pushing. Okay. Recover while pushing. So um, this is like a, a essentially running magic is while you're still running at like a decent pace because the two minutes easy if you're trying to overall average something around marathon maybe slightly sub marathon pace that two minutes can't be two minute walking it can't be two minute of like super easy jog Mm -hmm. you have to be running at a decent pace on that one okay and so you're still running, but your body, you're forcing your body to recover while still running is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. While still running, your body has to figure out how, cause your body is good at recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, you can run ridiculously hard workouts. And when you're done, if you sit down after the course of what, 30, 45 minutes, your body will essentially have flushed out all the, all the byproducts that are causing you to be sore while you're running. Mm-hmm. The challenge is, can you make your body figure out how to do it while you're still running? Okay. So it's a, it's a good one for that. Gotcha. All right. So that is the 10K. Those are the 10K workouts. Anything else you want to say about those or shall we move on to half marathon? No, no, that's, that's, We're oh yeah, here. that's it. That's it. Yep. All good. All right. On to the half. All right. On to the half marathon. So beginner half marathoners, what is a good workout for them to start working on? I say back to the fartleks. It's also because it's, it's one of my favorite workouts. It, the, the benefits of change of pace running is ridiculous. Like it gets you in shape so easily, so fast. I wouldn't say easily. Not easily. It's a brutal workout. I mean, you are sucking wind by the end of it, but it gets you in shape faster than just continuously going out and having easy run after easy run after easy run. Right. And you can do it with a simple stopwatch. Like you don't have to have exact right. You don't have to have the fancy GPS watch, and you don't have to have a track to figure out half mile repeats, quarter miles, miles. You just do by time. Right. Yeah. So the the reason why I suggest in, it's a an increased distance fartlek is most of these like standardized half marathon training plans is like oh you want to run a full you can do it in sixteen weeks you want to run a half you can do it in twelve and. It, it's a shorter window to work with to try and build your, your endurance up. So you need something that's going to help build your endurance quickly. Mm-hmm. So just keep upping your distance. You don't have to make your, your long run have these fartleks, but you're going to try and keep increasing the distance of the, the change of pace portion of your workout. Okay, so what kind of intervals are we looking at here? Are these structured intervals as well, like just like the last one? Um, so you can do a a whole variety. You can do minute on minute off two minutes on two minutes off. It's, it's sort of, uh, in in this case, it is much more speed play Mm -hmm. of see how you're feeling that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know that I've done these before and for a while I was trying to hit 
um, minutes like weekly and it just gets boring after you've done it a few times. Yeah. So you can mix it up. And the difference between running one on one off and two on two off is pretty big. Yeah. That's so a big you, difference. But it's just, it still gets the same general physical benefits to it yeah. of your, you just keep kind of revving the gas pedal and revving it and revving it. And your body's trying to figure out how to handle that. Okay. All right. So is it, there's not really one that you like better for this distance. It's pretty much any sort of change of pace. You just mentioned one ones and two twos and three threes. Would you say even recovery is better for these? Like, you know, whatever your up portion is, you should have the even level of down or it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I, like would I like a five that. two be okay or you're looking more at the even. Uh, I'm looking more at the even. Um, then you're not getting super exhausted during the up portion. You're able to push a little bit more on the up portion because you know, you're going two minutes and then you're going to get a full two recovery. Okay. So you're able to be a little bit more aggressive with that. Mm -hmm. If you start doing something like a five, two or a seven, two, you just can't push that hard Okay. because it starts getting close to a a mile run on Mm -hmm. the harder part. So you got to, you got to pull back a little bit, but if you're doing just a different benefit. yeah, Yeah. If you're doing one ones, if you go out and you take the first one too fast, then you're going to take the the recovery one nice and slow, and suddenly you poof, you're you're back into it and ready to go. Poof. Yeah. So on this one, start with three miles of fartleks, and over the course of of the training plan, build up until you are able to do this change of pace for a full six miles. Okay. So if you're doing this change of pace for six miles, then that, you're looking at doing that during like a at least an eight mile run, then right? Yeah. I mean, you, you don't need much of a cool down off the back end seven, of this. Seven, eight miles? Yeah, seven, eight miles. Okay. You don't need a, a huge cool down because your your up pace is not like flying. And, you know, if if you hit it where you finish with a down pace, you, you've almost already started a recovery and a cool down right there. So would you say that you would do this during a long run or during one of your weekday workouts that not like a weekend long run? I wouldn't put this into a long run. Okay. I would put it into the middle of the week, um, maybe a couple days after the long run, mm-hmm. and then maybe two days later, try and throw in a workout that has like some shorter, faster stuff, throw in some strides, throw in something quick, mm-hmm. and then do your long run on the weekend. Okay. Decent overall plan for the week. Okay, cool. So that's a good workout for the beginner half marathoners. What about our veterans out there? Yeah. Repeats of two to three miles. So, so a two mile repeat, two mile repeats three times or two repeats of three miles. Okay. It's six miles of of hard running. So it depends on if you want it in three cycles or or two cycles. Yeah. Two sets of three miles or three sets of two miles. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you run it at 10 K race pace and you get five to six minute break between them. That doesn't seem like a lot. Like a lot of recovery in between. No, if you're, if you're, if you're doing two to three miles, you're going to be out there for, yeah, you know, it's, it's like half, half recovery basically. Or, yeah. It, it gets up there pretty quick. Or so one third, one third, the recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not going to be super completely perfectly recovered off of this. You're, you're running. I mean, if you do the 5k repeat, you're essentially doing two 5Ks at 10K race pace with a six-minute break in the middle. Mm-hmm. So Wait, okay. you're racing a 10K, you just have a six-minute break in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a serious workout. It's, uh, it's painful. It's um, 
it's a pretty aggressive version of what's what I'm going to say is a good workout for for the marathon. It's just sort of an altered version of it because it puts a break in the middle of it. Mm. It gives you this this mental break while still getting huge physical benefits. Right, because so, when you're doing six miles at 10k pace that is really pushing that your lactate and your vo2 max and all of those numbers right it's it's a massive decision of you you have to figure out how to get as much oxygen into your body like your body's at at 5k or at 10k pace your body is just craving oxygen yeah and you're trying to figure out how to utilize every muscle you can and get as much oxygen to them. Your form is getting cleaned up because if you start flailing, you're wasting energy. It's, it's trying to improve efficiency, uh, trying to improve how you convert oxygen into actual energy. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a great workout. It is real hard. Yeah. It sounds hard. That doesn't really sound fun at all, (laughs) but you know, I'm sure you'll have me do it at some point. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) All right. Should we move on to the marathon now? Up to the full. Okay. So what are, what is a good key workout for beginner marathon runners? Well, this one is not a secret. This one is, if you're out there as first-time marathoner, you've you've gotten into running, maybe you've done a couple of 5Ks, and you're like, hey, I, I feel like doing a marathon. The most important thing for you is to build the long run up. Ah, the long run. Like it is. Yeah. And, I mean, there's going to be other plans that are like, oh, no, you have to have this workout, and this is the indicator to make sure you're in shape. If especially if you're a first timer, unless you are like already operating on an elite level and you converted yourself to a marathoner, Mm -hmm. the most important thing you need to be able to do is cover that distance to be out there for such a huge amount of time. Right. It's it's really hard to replicate being on your feet for four hours without being on your feet for near nearly four hours. Right. Especially if you've never done it before. I think that when we've talked about this and when we make marathon training plans for people. If it's someone that's done a bunch of marathons before and they've they've already done the distance, they're used to the distance, there's different workouts that are more beneficial for them. But if it's your first time, if you're a beginner marathoner, you can't like you have to put the miles in. There's really no getting around it. There, there's not a shortcut to this. You know, there you see online of like, oh, shortcut training to the marathon, and they still have a long run in there. They kind of tweak the rest of the days of the week, but they still have that long run. It is critical to like it, it increases how much mitochondria is in your body. It increases the capillaries on the muscles. Like it right, increases be- everything and it increases your mental ability to be out there for that long. Right. Yeah. Because your body has to create new blood flow to the muscles because you're demanding a lot more out of it. So there's just a lot of physical adaptations that your body has to make in order for to sustain you for that amount of time. Right. And mentally to be out there for that long is taxing. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've covered this before. People are like, well, how long should my long run get? And, you know, most training plans only max out at like 20 miles. They don't get all the way to 26. And the reason is, is that you're getting benefits once you've been out there for hours upon hours. And the extra thing that you can get for your body between 20 and 26 miles on a training run is... Not- injury. Yes. That's the extra <laughs> thing you can get exactly. It's, a, it's injury. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there's elites out there that train for a marathon. Like, look at the starting line at the of the Olympics, and these guys don't max their long run at 20. They're no. maxing it at like 30. Yeah. But... 
it's a whole different pace that they're going at. Well, and not only a different pace, but they just have a whole different training lifestyle. These elites, all they do is run. They, they run and then they go home and they take a nap and then they have a massage and they have a nutritionist that's telling them exactly what to eat. And they don't have real life staring in their faces. They don't have a a full-time job. Kids. Right. I mean, they might, they probably have kids. I mean, they might have, they kids. might, they have a nanny. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, they might have kids, but they they don't also have a job that they are, you know, have deadlines for and everything else. And some of them do. I mean, they have advertising campaigns and different things, but it's different. It, it, all of that is based around their training schedule. Yeah. Training is the most important thing. Right. So if they have all the time for recovery, they can push their bodies harder than us real life runners. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So the veterans who have probably done a few marathons already. Okay. Like, like you pointed out already, they have that endurance. Your body doesn't forget it. If you've run a few marathons, your body knows I've got that. It's put in the foundation. So instead of just worrying about making sure that you build the long run up to a consistent 20 mile, um, Add in a long, steady state run. You can mix this in instead of a long run, okay? Instead of. You can put it instead of. You can put it in the middle of the week and still keep your long run on the end. It just kind of depends on how it fits into your schedule. Okay. But it is the long, steady state run. Okay, so how long are we talking about when you say long, steady state? Okay, um, start at 20 minutes because it's a a pace that you can – it's – roughly like your half marathon pace. 20 minutes doesn't sound very long when you're talking about a marathon training program. You're trying to make sure that you've got that pace figured out. So I say start at 20 because you want to make sure that you're, you're good on that pace and that over the course of say a 16 week training plan, you can slowly gradually build 20 minutes up to 45, even up to 60 minutes. So when you say steady state, what kind of pace are you looking at for that around half marathon okay all right so so you're basically running a big portion of the run at half marathon pace so faster than your marathon faster than your marathon and you can do it instead of a long run you can do it in the middle of a long run yeah you like to throw that in for some of our athletes i do like to throw that one in um you know it's surprised one of our athletes with that the other day Oh, by the way, the middle portion. Yeah. Wait, what? Um, but it's it's a good one because you're still out there for a, a good chunk of time. I wouldn't suggest throwing this unless, I mean, you've really got some good experience of running. You don't need to throw it into every one of your long runs. You don't need to throw this into your longest of your long runs. But, I mean, you, you can especially if you've done the marathon before your body is used to hitting 20, but if your body's not used to hitting 20, don't throw speed into the middle of a 20 miler. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's a good run. You, you can add it in wherever you want to. I say start, start at 20 so that your body's used to it. Depending on 20 minutes, 20 minutes, depending on where you're at in your training cycle, you might not need to start at 20 minutes. Maybe you can start at 30, but you're working to build it up to that 45 to 60 range, Okay, which is, so, covering some good distance. So if you're putting in a 20-minute steady state portion, how long should the run be in total? Should, well, like, should you do like a 20-minute warm-up and then 20 minutes at steady state and then a 20-minute like easy pace again? 
That that sounds about right. Okay, something like that. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it depends on what falls into your overall marathon training plan. Like mm-hmm. that's why, like these workouts are tricky because I'm trying to come up with like the most general workouts. It's right. it's literally the answer of when we're at a party and someone's like, "Hey, I'm training for this race. What should I do?" And yeah. we're like, "Well." I don't know. Do we have an hour to sit down and discuss your training plan? Yeah, can we map it all out, please? Like, because because I could I do it, but it's it's an idea of hey, try adding this to your to your week instead of just going out for another easy run. Try throwing a steady state. Mm-hmm. It'll help. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think so. And there's benefits for this same thing at the other distances as well as for the half marathon and the 10k. Throwing in those steady state runs for a portion of it are very, very good. I think that a lot of people don't necessarily think of it, though, when it comes to marathon training. Everybody just thinks of the long run, the slow, long run. And and throwing in some of these tempo workouts into the long run can really just add up to a lot of different benefits. Well, everyone gets so focused on trying to run workouts that are so specific to whatever distance they're training for. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we went through eight workouts. They're all good for every race distance. Right. They, they might be a, a little bit more focused on that particular distance, but they're good workouts up and down the, up and down the board. Yeah. I mean, I did a 20 minute tempo run in my 5k training a couple weeks ago. Right. I mean, we send out our 5k runners on long runs. It's not not as long as a marathon training long run, right. but it's still a long run relative to the rest of their training. Right. Because you need them to get those aerobic benefits of going out for a longer period of time. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's also the mental benefits of knowing that you can go more than the distance that you're racing. Yeah. I, I, love- I, I always asked you that. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. I think you were about to say it, weren't you? I, I interrupted you. Sorry. I was. If I'm only racing three miles, why would I ever want to run four? I know. That's what I, I that's, exactly the question I asked him when I first started to train for any sort of races. I'm like, well, I'm only running three. Why would I run five? That makes no sense. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're running five, but you're, because every time you go out and run, you're not trying to run those three miles as fast as you could ever run. Like that was your, that was your training plan was every day I try and go the same distance and slightly faster than the day before. Mm -hmm. Well, I think a lot of people train that way. Yeah. Whereas getting the, the variety of easy days and hard days, pick some, pick some workouts. You don't have to have a crazy change of workouts that over their training cycle, you've got like 18 different magic workouts. Just pick a few and, and kind of repeat them on a regular cycle and it works. It works well. Yeah, definitely. So thank you guys for listening. Um, this episode was really in response to a couple of the different questions that we got from the tribe. Um, there was one question that was just, how do I get faster? And Mel asked us, you know, what, when I'm trying to plan my own training plan, what are some key workouts that I can include and what are the benefits of those workouts for me? So hopefully this episode was able to answer those questions for you guys. If you have any questions, please send them our way. You can either email us or you can join our Facebook tribe where there's a ton of great, great, wonderful runners in there that are all there supporting each other, sharing their running journeys. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to connect with other runners all around the world. It's, it's just a, it's, a, it's becoming a lot of fun. It's very supportive. Too. Yeah, it's so supportive. I love our tribe. So shout out to the tribe. We love you guys. And we are so glad that you have decided to connect with us and listen to us every week. And we just are so blessed that 
we have this opportunity to to talk to you and to reach you. So for the links to our Facebook page and for all the resources that we mentioned in the show, please go over to our website and check out the show notes. Go to realliferunnerspodcast.com. You could also reach the podcast show notes if you just go to realliferunners.com and click on podcast. So if you go over to the show notes, we are going to have some of these workouts typed out for you. So if you're driving in the car or if you're running and maybe you didn't have a pen or pencil with you, go check out the show notes after the show and you can print out or download the the workouts that we have talked about during the show for you so that you can have that as a resource when you're looking into your different training programs that you want to uh, set up for yourself. Perfect. If you got any questions on them, please send the questions to us. Wait, how do, how am I supposed to do this? What is my actual benefit from this? And be glad to respond to anything you got. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find our email address on, on the website as well. So that website again, realliferunnerspodcast.com. This is episode number 52. So just check out the show notes for all the links and resources there. I guess that about wraps it up for today. I think so. All right. So thank you guys so much for spending this time with us as always. And we will catch you next week. 